Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Join us today as we explore the word-giving, insightful solutions for day-to-day living. We pray this message encourages you throughout your day. You can also visit www.thrivechurch.me. Now, on to today's message. And we have seen people get water baptized. It's been around 175 people have been water baptized in less than five years here at Thrive. Amen. Over 360 at both locations have made a commitment or recommitment to Jesus since they have been coming to Thrive. And that's what it's about. And that's where our hearts at. That's why we do what we do. That's why we have these shirts and we're excited. We got food afterwards for you. That's why we do what we do with water baptism. Well, today, if you do have your copy of God's Word, you can turn to Mark 16, 16. We're going to look at one uh, verse of Scripture to open up with. Mark 16, 16. And there was a journalist one time who visited uh, a village. And she met one of the elders as she visited the village. He was sitting on, on the very front porch of the very first house. And the way he was dressed, he was you know, the elder of the village. She knew that. And she asked him a couple questions. She said, sir, what is unique about this little village? Were there any great leaders born here that we can take note of? He said, no, ma'am. There were no great leaders. Only babies were born here. <laughs> well... <laughs> And so then she said, okay, well, is there anything else unique about this place? She said, well, you can get anywhere in the world from right here if you start walking. And that was two things that, that actually was shared with uh, this journalist, uh, again, with humor. But it was true. And the same is true today about your walk with Jesus. Do you know that when you give your life to Jesus and you fully surrender to Jesus and become a fully devoted follower of Jesus, you can get anywhere from here. And I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what, you know, um, what you're going through in your life. But do you know that you can get anywhere from this point in time today? Especially for those getting water baptized. Today is a new day for you and you can get anywhere from this day. We're going to look at Mark 16, 16 just for a second. It was Jesus' closing message to his disciples. And you know that final words are pretty important, right? Like, you know, if you've ever been with someone who is in their last breaths or last days, the final words are so important. Well, Jesus is sharing his final words and Mark records these words here. And he writes this. He says in Mark 16, 16, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. Now, I want you to realize anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. That water baptism and profession of faith to follow Jesus were hand in hand. Like in that day and time, if you believed upon Jesus, the next step was how quick can I get water baptized? Now, it doesn't mean that if you believed upon Jesus and you walked out, uh, you know, and a, and a camel hit you that, and you didn't get water baptized, it doesn't mean you wouldn't go to heaven. You know, some people teach that, right? Like, you know, if you, if you believe in, upon Jesus and you haven't been water baptized and you drive off and get killed, you won't be saved. That's not true. But I want you to realize in the New Testament, when somebody believed upon Jesus as Lord, and they made that profession of faith of Jesus as their Lord, they were asking, how quick can I get baptized? Because in that day and time, Christianity was so new. It was a new religion. There was only a couple thousand maybe that that actually uh, professed to follow Jesus at that time. 
that they were making a public proclamation to the world that I've decided to follow Jesus and he's my Lord. Matter of fact, the cool thing is when Jesus shows up in Matthew uh, chapter 3, kind of after his temptation in the wilderness for 40 days from, from, from Satan, he comes out of that. He walks up, he sees his cousin, John the Baptist, baptizing. And what does he do? Jesus goes and gets water baptized. That's why baptism is important for us today too. Jesus did it as an example to us to show us that. Matter of fact, if you keep reading the New Testament, 11 times in the book of Acts, people got water baptized. It was something that, that, that you saw that went hand in hand. It was like, um, you know, Forrest and Jenny, two peas in a pod, right? It was like peanut butter and, right? It was like white on, right? I mean, you, you get the drift. I mean, it was something that, that when somebody made a decision for Jesus, their next logical step was, I'm going to publicly show the world and tell the world that I've decided to follow Jesus in my life. I remember for me, I got water baptized in July of 1999. I got saved in March of 1999, and then you had know, three months elapsed, and I went and got water baptized. It was the coldest water ever, and that day, as I come up out of the water, I came up, and I was like, uh, the picture is, looks, looks like I'm just like coming out of, out of acid, you know, acid. It's like, ah! the picture is really bad. I have it in my car. I, just, it follow, it, I literally find it everywhere and it comes up. It's an old picture. And, and I realized that water was so cold. And everybody thought that I was having this real spiritual experience. They were clapping. And I got out. They're like, man, that looks powerful. It's like, man, that's the coldest water ever. Why would they do that to someone? I don't want to follow Jesus anymore if I knew that's what I had to do again. <laughs> right? And so we, I decided from that point forward, not only was baptism important, but warm baptisms are important. Amen. Somebody help me out of here today. Amen. So the big idea today is this right here. You can get anywhere from here if you know the power of new, do, and through. Say new, say do, and say through. You can get anywhere from here. And this is important today for us to realize because many people, when it comes like to baby dedications and baptisms, you, you know what they do? They make it as a bucket list. Let's come and I've always wanted to get water baptized. It's something I think I need to do. And they come and they go under the water and they don't realize really what God has done for them through Jesus. What the Lord wants to do uh, you know, in their life through Jesus. And, and they get up out of the waters and they walk out of the mat and they keep living the same old life. Not realizing that God has a great plan for them. It's sad also, it's so important today for believers to realize how important baptism is. I, I've heard believers tell me before, say this, well, I don't think I'm going to come to church today because it's just baptism. It's just what? It's just baptism. It's not really for me, it's for other people. Do you know the reason that it's so important that Christians celebrate baptism? Number one, it's for the people getting baptized. In, in Hebrews uh, you know, 11 and 12, it talks about the great cloud of witnesses and how, you know, they're kind of like, you know, cheering us on. That's what we do for people getting out of the water. We're clapping and we're cheering. And at Thrive, you don't have to hold your applause because you're telling them, hey man, I'm excited for you and I believe in you. And even though I don't know your name, I may not know your story, I know God's doing something in you. And so we should really be excited about baptism because this is for them, but also Christians realize this, it's for you. How many of you guys actually pray in here? Just say, show of hands, right? Everybody's hands went up. If your hands didn't go up, that's okay. Well, here's why I said that. Because if you're really praying for revival to happen in our country, in our world, in our county, in our city, our state, you're getting to see tangible results when this happens. 
every time you see somebody step into the waters of baptism and come out, you're seeing a prayer answered. That people, God is still working in people's lives today. You hear me? And you should be pumped up and excited if you're a Christian. You shouldn't skip water baptism Sunday and go to the water park, right? You shouldn't skip baptism Sunday and, and beat everybody to the buffet. You should be on the front row talking about, man, I've been praying for this. I've been believing for this. And I'm excited. And I've I, I, I been praying for revival. And I get to see God working. That's what it shows me. My life was, was changed whenever I, before I planted my first church and I went through this whole struggle with like baptism. Now, I've not seen people give their life to Jesus and we're just doing programs. And I remember sitting at a church planters conference. It was a small one. And we got to watch a baptism video like you saw before. And it was about four or five minutes. And it's a church that really exploded and, and, and grown really large by, by seeing people come to know Jesus and come to faith in Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what happened when the lights went down and I watched that video. Y'all better not, you better cut this out of the video and cut this out of everything you're doing, but I cried. Now my friends look at me like, you okay? I was like, yeah, man, it's just dust. <laughs> they got to fix these filters, man. There's not good here in this, uh, this building. But I, I cried because, and I realized when I saw that, that was what I had been missing in church. And it's so important again today, not only for you guys getting baptized, this is a special day for you, and I'm going to kind of walk you through some things. But believers, let me tell you, this should be the thing that fuels you to continue to share the gospel, to continue to pray, to continue to serve, to continue to give, to continue to believe that God can change lives. Listen, the hope of our country is not in any political regime. You hear me? The hope of our country is not in government reform. The hope of our country is not in the White House. It's in the house of God and it's in Jesus. Amen. And we have to continue to focus on that. If not, we will lose our focus and look at nickels and noses and programs and all the things that don't, doesn't matter to God. So you can get anywhere from here. If you're a believer today, you say, yeah, I followed Jesus. I've been baptized. And man, I've, I've had some, some bad years. Well, guess what? Today, you can get anywhere from here. And for you guys getting water baptized, that have your cool shirts that you're going to get to wear, and you get to go into the water baptism, you can get anywhere from here. I never believed when I got water baptized, nobody believed in the church that I'd be doing this today. I was probably voted most unlikely in our church to be a preacher. I had leopard print hair. I had skateboard gear on. Like I had my, my um, you know, toy machine shirt and cargo pants. And I had piercings. And it was a church of everybody wore suits and ties. Right? And they were just like, Ugh, let's see what's happening there. And I've got water back. I, I could, and listen, I could go anywhere from there and I did. You can get anywhere from here today. And here's how you do it. How do you do it? The first one, the first point is this. You have a new starting point. What does it take? You have a new starting point. Write that in your notes. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. And this is the New Living Translation. The Apostle Paul writes, he says, This means that anyone, say anyone. That's me, you, anyone who belongs to Christ. That means you've surrendered. You've professed Christ as your Savior. Has become a what? A new person or a new creation. You're, you really are a new person. Look, the old is gone and a new life has begun. Paul was writing to a, to a church that was fully in a pagan society in Corinth. You could go to Corinth today and look at the history. You can study it. And he was telling them that you literally have a new life, a new starting point in your life. Do you know that like your life, you actually have a BC and, and then an AD in your life? You know that? 
Like before you gave your life to Christ, there's BC, right? There's like there's BC Kevin. I, I've seen pictures of BC Kevin, and BC Kevin was different than AD Kevin, right? After after Christ, like, like like there was something totally different about me. You know what the difference was about BC Kevin and then Kevin after that? It's new life that Jesus gave me. He, he literally made me new again. He gave me a new starting point in my life. And that's the beauty of the gospel, guys. When somebody shares with you that their marriage is going downhill, or addiction's taking them over, or, or finances are killing them, or their job is sucking the life out of them, or, they're, or, or, they're, or whatever they're going through, you can literally say, you know what? You can get a new starting point. You can start new again. Every world religion, listen to me. Every world religion teaches you, you can become a better you. A better version of you. If you just, you know, sit in the right thing and you just, how's it do it? And you, you just meditate just right and you arch your back and you... You, you can become a better version of you. By good works, you can be a better you. You know what Jesus tells us? He said, I had to get rid of the old you. And I made you a new you. That's the gospel. I, I couldn't, I didn't want a better version of who you are. He didn't want a better version of Kevin. He wanted a new version of Kevin. He didn't want a, a, a more and improved version of Kevin. He had to knock the whole house down and start over from scratch on the plot of land, which was my life. Amen. And that's what the gospel is. And that's what we're celebrating, that you have a new starting point. And so today, if you're getting water baptized, do you realize that when you come out, you're celebrating the fact that you have a new life in Jesus, that he has made you new once again. He has done something new for you. And let me tell you, if you're a follower of Jesus here today and you're like, well, yeah, wow, man, what do I do? His mercies are new every morning. And you can get anywhere from here today. I don't care what your life looks like. I don't care what you're going through. You can have a new starting point. I remember in Nintendo, and some of you young people don't remember it. You, you think it's retro. That's what I grew up with. Amen. Any Nintendo lovers in the house? 1985. I remember I got my first Nintendo in 86 for Christmas. I was so excited. And one of the things that you could do, if you, got to, if, if you didn't like the progress you were making in a game, there was something you could do, and it's called the reset button. <laughs> If you did not want to save, like, well, I've, I've had a lot of bad progress. I don't like what's happened. You could hit the reset button. Do you know that's true about Christianity and, and your, your walk with Jesus? Literally, forgiveness and being new in Christ is hitting the reset button. Where Jesus says, I'll give you a whole new save point. I'll give you a whole new starting point. Your old self goes under the water. And when you go under that water, and I'll hold you under for about 15 seconds. Make sure you hold your breath that long. Just so you can let it say, I'm, I'm joking. Don't be long. <laughs> but as you go under... The thing you need to be thinking is, my old life is buried. As I come up, I have a new life in Jesus. Here's the second point. What does it take to get anywhere from here? You have to do the do. You have to do the do. Write in your notes, you have to do the do. And look at James 4.17. James writes this to his listeners. He says, remember, it is sin. That's that ugly word in church somebody likes. It is sin to know what you ought to do. And then not, what? Do it. You've got to do the do. Now, some of you might say do the do. Any, any Mountain Dew drinkers in the house in here? Let me see your hands. Okay. All right. I, I, 
There's a couple of drinks I have problems with. And one of them is Mountain Dew. <laughs> Anything that comes off a mountain where animals are at and it's yellow, <laughs> you should not drink it when it's called Mountain Dew. I don't know where this yellow liquid from where animals are at comes from, but do not drink the yellow liquid, right? The same thing, does anybody get weirded out by drinking Deer Park water? <laughs> like, you know, I just imagine a park full of deer and there's a pond there and we're all drinking water from it. So, uh, again, uh, I digress. <laughs> Here's what this means. You have to do the do. But when you realize you're a new creation, you have to also attach new habits to being a new creation. You can't say, man, I'm new. I come out of the water. Whew, this is awesome. And then you keep doing the same things over and over like you used to do. You have to start new habits that represent the new lifestyle that Jesus has actually given you. You have to attached do to the new. And these actions are being obedient to God, praying, reading the Bible, man, sharing your faith, digging into Jesus, coming to church, joining a small group, being consistent. When you come out of that water, realize that you have to attach new actions to the new lifestyle that you've been given. Do you realize that when you read the New Testament, I challenge you to do this. Read like post-Acts, when all the churches begin to get established in the first century. And they're all fledgling small churches. Paul wrote about two things. False doctrine and bad behaviors. He corrected false doctrine and bad behaviors. Read it. That's what he dealt with over and over again. He, he had to convince the people, look, you are new. You follow Jesus. You can't keep doing the same things you used to do, right? Like, read, read the church at Corinth, how bad they were. They were that spirit-filled church that, like, had the guy sleeping with his mother-in-law. Gross, right? That's in the Bible. And Paul was saying, you can't do that. You're a new creation. He had to write again to him and tell him that. So you've got to attach new actions to the new life that you have. You have to do the do. Uh, Jesus said it this way. He said, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. And that day and time, the, the, the way that they kept, um, the only real beverage they had was, was wine. Is, is they had wineskins. And if you put new wine, fermented wine, into the wineskin, it would burst the wineskin. So if you had an old wineskin, you show up to, to, to the wine guy, you're like, hey, fill me up, bro. He's like, uh, you don't want me to do that. You don't want that new wine in there. Oh, yeah, I want, I want the new wine in. And you put it in, it would burst and your wine would pour out. Now stop thinking about wine for a second, because some of you are like on that one. <laughs> Jesus said that to illustrate something for you and I. He said this, your life is a wineskin. It's a wineskin. It's a structure. And you can't have the new life of God, the new life of the Spirit, into an old structured life. The quickest way to destroy the work of God in your life is to say, Lord, man, I want the new life that you give me. I can't wait. Man, this is awesome. I want to live it out. And then you keep doing the same things you've always done. You've got to create a new structure of life. You've got to create new habits and new things that you do in life. And that's, that, that, that's, that's why it's so important if you're going to do that, if you're going to understand the power of new, and then you're going to do the do, here's what you have to do to attach that. And here's the third and final point. You have to make the decision to be through. I told you, new, do, and through, right? And say new. Yeah. Say do. Yeah. And here's the last one, is through. Make the decision to be through. I don't, I don't want you to look at this scripture here in Luke 9, 62. This is the Apostle Luke. He's writing here about Jesus. He said, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back 
is fit for service in the kingdom of God. In order to start these new habits, you guys realize you can't do everything, right? In order to start new habits, in order to start a new lifestyle, you've got to stop old things, correct? Uh, you know, Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, flee youthful lust, but pursue righteousness. And let me tell you, you can't pursue righteousness and pursue what God has for you if you continue to live with youthful, youthful lust in your life. And there's things in your life you have to be through with to start the new things in your life. And when I gave my life to Jesus the first year or two, and I've, I've told you guys this, the first year or two, it freaked my mom and dad out. They were, they were happy, right? Because there's like, I stopped everything. They were drinking, drugs, smoking, all this. I stopped it all. They're like, you're weird. Because I had to replace old habits with new habits. But guess what happened to the old habits, church? Boys and girls, what happened to them? They had to go away. And you, you can't have the new life and do the new habits if you don't make a decision to be through with things. And what you have to do when you go under the water and you say, okay, I'm, my old life is buried. And you come up, you say, now I'm new. And you, you walk down and say, all right, now I'm going to do. When you walk out that door, you've got to make a decision to say, there's some things I'm through with. There are people's contacts in my phone I've got to delete. There are places I can't go anymore. There are people I have to say no to. When I gave my life to the Lord, and, and, and listen to me close, when I gave my life to the Lord, I literally got rid of everything and every friend I had. I didn't know anybody at this church I went to. I went with a bunch of skateboard friends who didn't believe in Jesus, and they went to look at girls and try to you know, get dates. I gave my life to Christ. I got rid of every friend I had. I quit the band I was in. I was called names, but I had to be through. I could not start a new life of discipleship and a new life of following Jesus, living this same old lifestyle. And you may think this is harsh, but Jesus knew that you can't move forward while you're always looking back at what used to be and wondering about that there and that friend and that thing. And listen to me, you're not able to grab onto what God has for you as long as you're looking back and going backwards. You say, man, Kevin, this is mean preaching. I'm trying to help you because you realize today you can get anywhere from here. You can be anything God's called you to be today. Is that not amazing? God can do things in your life that you never thought was possible. I am living proof of it. That guy, that funny guy last week that talked about a bunch of food. Remember him, Brian? <laughs> Same thing. We never thought like getting out of the water and doing it, that, that that would happen. But you can get anywhere from here today. But you have to make a decision that, number one, you know that you're new. You're not a better you. You're a new you. You know in heaven, the Bible says you have a new name that only Jesus knows. Isn't that cool? What are mine's going to be? I asked my son this week what his name was. He says his name was Dawson Bordeaux Fire Truck. <laughs> He's two. His name is Dawson Bordeaux Ambulance Truck. Dawson Bordeaux the Dump Truck. I was like, that's not your name, man. Maybe in heaven one day he'll have that name from the Lord. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what mine will be. But it shows you that you're a new creation. But then you've got to start new habits. When you come out of the water, there's some things you have to do. And then finally, there's some things you have to be through with. You've got to say no to some things and say yes to the better things in life. Pastor Mark 
from our Richmond campus who's preaching this today and he's going to be baptizing over there posted this recently. He said that losing weight is 20% exercise and 80% diet. And at the bottom it said you can't outrun your fork. I was like, oh, are you sure? Because, I mean, if I burn 2,000 calories, does that mean I can eat 4,000? <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. I'm going to try it because I love to eat. But that's true about your life. You can't outrun bad habits. You can't outrun a lifestyle that is not congruent with the gospel. And that's why you have to make a decision to be through. Today, for you guys who are getting baptized, what I don't want this to be is that we're padding numbers to show everybody how many we've baptized at Thrive. I, that, I don't play that game. What I want this to be is a point of life change in your life. I desperately want you to grab on to Jesus with everything that you have and get ready for a wild journey. If you're getting baptized today, when you go under, say, man, my old life is gone. I have a new life. I got to start new habits and I got to be through with some things that continually suck the potential that God has for me. If you're a believer today, as I said before, I want you to look at this and realize that God is still working in our country, right? That revival is here. That God is doing amazing things. I want you to be inspired and encouraged to realize that when you pray, God moves on people's lives. That's my desire for you. And as a church, I want us to continue to invite and talk to people that are far from God and encourage people that are far from God and let them know that you can get anywhere from here. Do you realize there are people in your circles that need this message I just shared? And you can go home and say, you know what? And when somebody gives you a cue, man, my life is doing this, my life is doing that, say, oh, you've, you've got to meet Jesus. I don't like religion. I don't either, but you've got to meet Jesus. He gave me a new life. I hit the reset button. Meet the new me. Amen. For $150, you can get one of these shirts and you can wear it around. Here, no, okay. here. What we're going to do here is we're going to baptize today. And we do a spring, a summer, and a, and a fall baptism. We're going to eat afterwards. How many of you guys like to eat? You're all welcome. Amen. Hey, that's right. We're going to show Pastor Martin today you can't outrun your fork. Amen. But if you're getting water baptized today, maybe you want to get water baptized and you've made a profession of faith for Jesus. We have no excuse bags in the back. What I want you to do is I want you to line up over here around the side. Right here as you're going to walk up.